Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kickstand coming at you with Biker Mike from Mars and our good friend, the Doom Master himself, Dustin, guy who never says his last name. So, hello. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, Dusty? Oh, you know, you know, not a whole lot. Not Did you lot. say your last name? <clears throat> no. No? no, like you've never said it. No, I'm I'm actually making it a point not to. I know on the podcast you're making it a point not to, but you you have said your own last name. Like, in general, like in, in general, like throughout <laughs> yes. life. Yes, dude, I have to spell it like every fucking day. Do you even <laughs> say it first, or do you just spell it right away? Oh, I say it first. I spell. I don't even bother. I don't bother saying it and then spelling it. I just spell my last name and and then when somebody tries to pronounce it, I give them a hard time. If I'm in a rush, I don't say anything. If they ask me for my last name, I just hand them my ID. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I got to get fucking going. Like, just <laughs> here you go. Hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, I, I spell it every single time. And when they try to say it, I'm like, you know, I spelt it so you wouldn't have to. Because <laughs> you're going to say it wrong. And it's like, oh, how do you say it? And I'm like, incorrectly all the time. Because it's a Germanic derivative of a Ber- Belgian word. So don't worry about it. Yeah, every once in a while, somebody will get it right. And it's like, oh, holy shit, you're my best friend. <laughs> Who do you know? Do you, do you know what's the weirder one? I ran into a dude with the same last name as me in Dawson Creek. Like, we went there for a ride a, a few years back. And uh, he's like, oh, your name? And I gave him my name. And he's like, oh, well, that, No. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's that's my name. He's like, Spell it. And <laughs> he I was don't like, believe you. And he's like, oh, my name is this. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it was an old guy, so he was he was really polite and nice. It was a strange encounter that one. Long lost Uncle Jim. Mm. Couldn't tell you. <laughs> it's a repressed memory, has. Uncle Jim. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, in Quebec, it's a fairly common oh, last name. Ultra common. There's multiple. Uh, Construction companies called that, like Bowdoin Construction. Why would you put that on a sign? Because it's Quebec. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's sorry. Like, okay, well, it's yeah. like it's like the company Slumberjay. Yeah, like that's okay, somebody's yeah, last that's name. A really good Why point. the fuck would you spell your company name mm-hmm. on the side of a truck? Nobody is going to be able to get the Slumberjay. Slumberger. Schl- yeah, Slumberger. Okay. Slumberger. <laughs> At best, Slumberger. Slumberger. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Am I saying it right? No. No, no nobody is. And they're huge. They're huge. Oh, man. Can you imagine going in for, like, a job interview? Be like, oh, man, I always wanted to work at Slumberger. Your, your reputation is... is so burgery. Yeah. Slumberger. <laughs> you guys are a multi-billion dollar corporation. It's Slumberger. <laughs> uh, we understand that your oil and gas division is one of your smaller divisions because banking and ATMs <clears throat> is far bigger in Europe. Yeah, their, their oil and gas is not their biggest thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's how big they are. They are huge. I know, because I used to work for them. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Did you get like a whole like corporate package being like, this is what we're all about. And, you yeah. Know, here's yeah. a thing as of Florida was, oranges. And, uh, uh, <laughs> as I was leaving, they were like, here's your last check. <laughs> that's all I ever. I got a thanks for working five hard years. And uh, I technically didn't work there five years. I worked two years. Got laid off, worked three more, and they're like, five. <laughs> I'm like, I think that means don't come back. Yeah. They give me a plaque, and they're like, do you want it? I'm like, yeah, I want it. It's something that, that I don't even know why I kept it. I still have it. It's That's a, a good com- memory. Yeah. yeah Actually, it, it was a good company at one point. At one point it was, and now it's a shithole, the one that I was working for anyways. All right, so All on right. that note. So... <laughs> 
I did something crazy this weekend. I went to a Christian movie. Oh, you did? In the theater. Theater? Theater. <laughs> All right. So there's this movie called uh, Jesus Revolution. Have you heard of it? Nope. During the 1970s, there was a revolution of hippies in California that started the Jesus Freak movement kind of thing. And so these hippies were all looking for something more. Everyone's looking for something. And it was called the Jesus Revolution. It is something that happened. Very well documented. Time did Time Magazine did a thing on it. They made a Christian movie about it very recently. Like, I heard about it. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Christian movies, always hard garbage. They're horrible. They're all horrible. Every single Christian movie I've ever seen, they're pretty bad. I don't know, man. I remember this one show. On, I think it was a TV show on on TV where <laughs> those usually go. Uh, <laughs> and it was it was all about like fucking raptures and shit. Mm. It's kind of neat. <clears throat> you talking about the Left Behind it. ones? Maybe. Yeah, where they were like, them. everyone gets left behind but you. Oh fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I had it. I had it. It's uh, gone. You know what? I said nothing. You said nothing? I said nothing. <laughs> I, I, I completely lost that train of thought. It just <laughs> off the rails. Totally Just gone. like that one in Ohio. Just fucking. Yeah. Just right off the rails. All right. So here's what happened. We go to this movie and I yeah. run into a bunch of people I know because I'm a Christian and all these people are Christians and they're the really one nice of Christians. Us. One, one of us. One of us. And do you know what I'm wearing? Jeans. Hoodie, long trench coat, my trench coat, the flannel or whatever it is, the uh, mm-hmm. felt one or whatever. I don't know what they call that material. And I don't know. I look fine. I look good. But I got a beard and long hair simultaneously. So one of the guys points out that I kind of look like me. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I think I look good. My wife's not mad at me. It's a good day. And then I watch this hippie movie. Hippie movie. Hippies have beards long hair and they don't look like everybody else and so I'm like watching this and I'm like I'm, I'm actually getting so this is one of the best Christian movies I've ever seen like I'm talking the lighting was good the writing was good the the cinematography was good like everything was really well done the sound was good <coughs> nothing's worse than bad writing and bad everything else that goes with Christian movies nowadays no, Christian movies are right up there with Canadian films. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're, if they're horrible. If you've seen a Canadian film, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, some of them are just garbage, where this one was really good. And it had some, it had a couple bigger, well, it had one big name, uh, Kelsey Grammer. The, okay, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fraser. Fra- Fraser. Oh, he also yeah, played yeah. Beast in the X-Men. And uh, he, he was a big cokehead back in the day. He crashed his Dodge Viper and all this stuff. And anyway, so he, he this is a, a name. Like, it's not a nobody. And uh, so I watched this movie, and it was really good. Like, really well written. And it, it's amazing how surprised you are about oh, yeah. that, which says a lot. Well, simultaneously, everyone in the movie, well, most of the people in the movie that were all <laughs> hippies and everything, the movie centered on those people. And it made me think of the people that I know, Who's the square? Am I the square or are they? Now, of my actual friends, I'm a little bit more of a square. But when it comes to the Christian circles that I roll with, I'm, I'm very much not the run-of-the-mill Christian guy. And so I came out of that movie. I'm like, hey, guys, uh, I feel like I got more out of that movie than you guys did because you guys are a bunch of squares. I think I have to explain it to you or something. <laughs> so I was like, it was kind of a, a little fuck you to those guys. A, a polite one, of course. 
But yeah, surprisingly good movie. And I, yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me that you watch a movie about hippies and you're like, oh, am I a hippie? Because you totally are. <laughs> I totally am. It's... <laughs> the truth is kind of not what you think it is, man. Nothing is real, man. And, and, and like, why do you think that we were like super drawn to like biker culture and, you know? Yeah. Like, there, there, there was a few of those in there. They didn't call them out. It's like, oh, this is a biker. It's like you're looking at their guy. That's that's a fucking biker. I, I know. I, I well, relate yeah, with that I one. I mean, that, where do you think biker culture comes from? You know, it's <laughs> very from, much part of that whole hippie movement. Like, yeah. you've ever seen Easy Rider? Yeah. Fucking weird movie. But that that's hippie shit right to the nines. Yeah. It's, it's a complete amalgamation of, like, this yeah. is bikers and hippies. Yeah. And so when you're on a, when you're on a motorcycle, <coughs> one of the, uh, one of the stars of the show is, everybody says it, feeling the wind against your face. Yeah. So that right there, I mean, why do hippies go outside? <laughs> to be one with nature. Yeah. Man. Man. Hey, Man. remember when we were roofing there uh, a couple of years ago in Chetwin? Mm-hmm. When we got off the, off the roof, what did we do when we got to back to campsite? took our, our socks off, our shoes off, socks off, and started just, like, planting our feet in the grass. Like, literally planting yourself. I'm like, man, you got to just reconnect with, like, get that grounding because our feet were just raw. We we were sore. It was a rough roof to be on. It was hot days. And, yeah, there was something about getting back to... Yeah, that, uh, that, that, Grounding, relaxed, they call that it. relaxed more than, more than the after work beer, more than, more yeah. than sitting in a chair, like just feeling grass. Yeah. You're a hippie. Yeah. I'm dude, fucking, oh, dude, I'm a hippie. All right. <laughs> <coughs> With that confirmed. being said, the guys that I do know that are close friends <clears throat> were like, Hey, uh, Mike, uh, what are you here to see? Are you going to watch cocaine bear? I'm like, Tuesday, Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> Cause they, they don't put it past me. They're like, yeah, you're going to go see cocaine bear. <laughs> I'm like, tonight's the Jesus one. Tuesday, I'm going to watch Cocaine Bear. So tomorrow night, I'm going to go see that one. I'm so, I'm, I'm so excited about that movie. I could not convince Carissa to go, <laughs> go with me to that. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was, Oh, you, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, the Jesus Revolution runs longer. You find somebody to go watch that with her tomorrow, and then you come with me and Amanda to watch Cocaine Bear. Or, yeah, I don't know, you go by yourself. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see Cocaine Bear. The thing is, Cocaine Bear runs shorter than Jesus Revolution, so by the time hers comes out, you'll you'll be done around the same time. Yeah, that I don't care. No. She can she can sit and wait for me. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> she would love it. She would. Lo- she she might be like, stop doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait in the car. Fuck, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, the acid in that movie. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that movie there, is that a movie that you would consider artful or is it just one of those things like, okay, this works as, this works as like, you know, Histor- historically, as, as gospel, <laughs> like, I don't no, know. No, historically significant because it did show the conflict of a, an event happening going against itself or the conflict that happens where one person has one vision of what's supposed to be happening and somebody else having another vision and how that conflicts and how it's like, hey, this is not what we started. And it's like, no, you're hindering in there where it's the Holy Spirit and, and stopping what's happening and another guy being like, no, that's you. And so I was like, oh, this is really okay. good. So in that, in that aspect, I would be interested to watch it because it's, I feel that. 
Like, yeah, no. In, you, in, in our own personal experiences, that's something that seems very relatable. Yes, and it was a good movie. Like I've never, I've never seen a, I've never seen a Christian film that has expressed conflict of vision. Yeah, that's interesting. Usually, yeah. it's ba- it's get you to the get you to the come to Jesus moment. You know, then no. the, then the worship band plays. You know, it's all very. No, this one focused more on. It actually had that. Like, it, it was getting to the point where I'm, like, watching and I'm like, all right, this is too much nice stuff. Something's got to go wrong here. It's too much nice over and over and over. It's like people get changed, people say, and there's no conflict. And I was really, I was like, oh. It's just, it's just it doesn't cr- seem real. It's it's so close to real, but there's no <laughs> conflict. Like, what's going on here? And I was, I was like, it's going to turn into another one of those Christian movies that's really well done, but no conflict. And I'm like. That would frustrate the hell out of me. And then there was actual conflict. I'm like, good. <laughs> Otherwise, you wasted my time. I hate time. watching people be happy. It's so <laughs> frustrating. But there, uh, I don't want to ruin anything of it. So it's, it's just a good movie. I think people should see it. Uh, with that being said, I look forward to Cocaine Bear as well. Just not the same level. <laughs> with that, that being said. very contrasting. I love it. I know. That, that's so good. A movie about Pablo Escobar. <laughs> <laughs> I... Did you make that up? No, that's literally what they call the real bear carcass that they found and stuffed. I didn't know that. Yes, I am. It's out of called the loop. Pablo Escobar. Have you heard of this movie, Cocaine Bear? Yes, I have. Okay, good. I'm just making sure we're not talking over your head. I don't think anything involving a movie called Cocaine Bear, when talking about it, is going over anybody's head. <laughs> oh no, no, no! Everybody <laughs> fucking knows about it. About that. Uh, here's the thing. Even if you know nothing about it, you say that name, it's like snakes on a plane. You're like, okay, yeah, I get it. Believe me, you're not talking above me. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, looking in the crowd, the, the lineup of people, I saw so many people I knew about to go see the Jesus movie. And then I saw people I didn't know that I'm like, you're not going to the Jesus movie, <laughs> which is fine. It's I'm going to Cocaine Bear as well. <laughs> I, if they went on a different night, we'd be there together. It's fine. <laughs> but you could tell the difference between my friends and, or those people and the people that I actually want to go see a movie with. <laughs> mm. Brian and Mike were there too. I was like, man, Devin gets here. We have, a, <laughs> we have a podcast right here. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine going to a Christian movie in the theater and like pulling like a science theater, like 3000 or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> where you just like sit in the back row just and mock constantly the whole mock it out loud while it's playing. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, now I got an idea. Yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> I'm in. Oh, geez. <laughs> okay, so I just want to tell you about that because I thought it was a lot of fun and I thought you'd like that. Uh, we are actually live right now, but it's more of a test. So if anyone's seeing this, well, I'm oh, on the thing, delete it. Is that like framed at all correctly? Probably not. I should probably move it a little more to the right. Either way, <coughs> it doesn't matter. It's a test. So professional. Yeah, we professional AF. So, um, had a question a little bit about what you wanted to talk about tonight. Yeah, sure. Give her. All right. So, I want to make sure I frame this correctly. When you were talking about um, metal in the hierarchy of art. Yes. Yeah. Did you did you get broached with any of this topic at all? Or are you just like have no idea what Devin wanted to talk about? Oh no, 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 he let me know. Okay, that's very nice of you. Because sometimes we do that to people who are like, We'll talk about something and then they just show bring up. Bring it on and spring it on them. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th- I think he bounced a, <coughs> bounced it off me to see if I had interest in it. 
And I was no, like, I, I that is debatable. <laughs> I bounced it off you because it was a random thing that came across my mind. And I was like, Dustin is somebody who will interact with this. Oh, dude. And it wasn't until after... It wasn't until after we were talking for a little bit. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, we really need to make this happen. <laughs> it's a fucking awesome topic, dude. Like, there is so, so much to be said about that. Like, decades worth of shit to be said about it. Yeah. All right, so... So you had a question about it, right? I had a question. Mostly, a big part of it was your experience when it comes to that has how much conflict or um opposition do you run into when it comes to what you view as music because as a, in a christian circle we get it all the time it's the how can you call yourself christian and listen to music that sounds so angry or that hellish hellish <laughs> or screaming and full of hate and violence or i don't know the very misinterpretive understanding of metal but for you, you're, you don't come from a Christian background, as far as I know. And I, how, much, how much adversity do you run into when it comes to your preference in music? Uh, it really depends on the type of person that you're talking to. Because if you run into uh, a Christian unlike yourselves, then, you'd, well, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's... Just with a lot more judgment. Uh, uh, that's what you listen to? The devil's music, you kind of yeah. get a little bit of that kind of vibe off of people, uh, depending on how deep into deep, deep into the book they are, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then there's the uh, the more... See, I'm putting people in boxes. We all do it. But it's hard to talk. It's hard to talk about things without doing that to a degree. So you almost, yeah, you almost just need to like be like, okay, it is what it is. I know you're more than this, but right now, for the purposes of this conversation, this you is are this an, is the peg. You, you're you in. are an item, and you are this <laughs> item. Uh, so yeah, I guess uh, the the preppier people, like, oh, around here is like super uh, divided. Like there's tons of Christian people. There's tons of the uh, the country crowd, and there's tons of metalheads. So you run into the metalhead, you're friends forever. Like, yeah. I've experienced this more than once around here. Uh, then there's the, the country crowd. It's like, oh, what do you listen to? It's, it's like, well, a lot of Cannibal Corpse, fucking Slayer, and, like, Death and all that. And they're like, uh-huh. I, I listened to metal once. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, love oh, the, I love the I'm metal. I once I heard a Sliptalica song. <laughs> I do love the um, uh, the I listen to metal, I listen to Slipknot uh, crowd because I'm like, nah, they're fine. They're, they're not quite in the metal. If I've heard of them, they're probably, or if everybody's heard of them, they're I looked at they're, t- they're fine. They're yeah. tolerable. I mean, they are. I mean, they, they are them. one of the, the only modern metal bands to become like a cultural touchstone that's like if you slay slipknot people know what you mean right like it's it's in their lexicon yeah yeah and you know and there's nothing wrong with that like there's nothing wrong with bands like slipknot or disturbed or you know modern metallica stuff like that existing in the ether because that does provide a it it provides an avenue in yeah for people to find things more well simultaneously Absolutely. i was becoming a bit of a snob of <clears throat> That's a mainstream metal band. That's not a real metal band. <laughs> and I realized, looking back, what a how how foolish it was. I'm like, it's no, music. no, that's how you weed them out. You yeah. say Volbeat, they're either gonna say I love it, and you're gonna be like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Damn 
Kevin loves Volbeat. <laughs> I, I, Volbeat is okay. <laughs> there is songs that they have that I really freaking dig. They put on a killer live show. Like he's he's great live as a vocalist and a guitarist and stuff like that. But like listening to a whole album of theirs, I'm like, oh man, you you did the whole Elvis treble you know vocal thing a little too often. I'm <laughs> that's I'm out. That's the shtick. Yeah, I mean, it is the shtick. It's like, let's. What happened? What happened if like you crossbred Elvis and Johnny Cash, and uh, you know had him play Ramones and Metallica songs? But there's also something to be said about about Volbeat as well because it brought two crowds together. You could throw, uh, what was that song? Still counting. Mm-hmm. You could throw that song on at any party, and anybody who's there loves it. Yeah, count all the assholes in the room. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not alone. I, I, I was like, I, I'm not alone. I don't know it by the title, but then you sing it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that song. Yeah. <laughs> Great. You can tolerate it, and everybody loves it. Everybody gets along. But then yeah. you hear like a song like Evelyn from them, and you're like, holy shit! You brought in death metal vocals. You're playing thrash guitar, and you know, like, oh shit! You see, like, that's the stuff I don't know because it never quite. I, I never looked into them past yeah. that song because. Yeah, well, it's called counting because, uh, yeah. or the one where he literally brought on King Diamond for a whole guest spot, like basically sang the whole chorus. Like I oh, have respect correct. for that. I love yeah. King Diamond. Merciful fate, fuck yeah. Yeah, no, and, and but if I heard counting, I'd be like, I don't care. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, cool. That they have <laughs> the, this is their, but I, it, it doesn't draw me in to look into their other music, you know, and that, they might have that some is great the music. That is the problem with. Modern metal, or sorry, modern rock radio in general, is when it does touch on metal. It finds metal bands that are legitimately good, finds that one song that they know they can pander to the whole audience, plays the shit out of them, yeah. and it, it blows that band up, and then they become beholden to that fan base, and yeah. then they're off on a track that you know takes away from that that edge. Yeah, I think uh, Machine Head fell into that category for a couple of songs as well and uh one that you wouldn't have expected to have blown up the way it did was lamb of god oh yeah yeah i'd say they're one of the few legit bands like legit legit bands to have that level of of popularity and longevity because they've never changed their sound no they're respected by fucking everyone it's wild. Yeah, and you you put on you put on their new single. You're like, oh frick! Like this is, you know, this is Slayer meets metalcore. Like, this this is good shit. Yeah, yeah. Ashes <laughs> of the Wake. You could put that on in a, a party full of top forty people. Like it was mm-hmm. everybody. Like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Where it is funny that I saw. I don't remember where I was, but I saw a meme on Facebook somewhere, and somebody saw a Lamb of God. Thing, and they're like, oh, I might not agree with the music, but as long as Jesus' name is being preached, I'm happy. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, yeah! Oh, dude, one of those grandma shares. Do you, do you remember when we were trying to get that uh, that uh, Christian metal radio show off? Yeah. Like, oh, and it was like 10, 11 years ago now. So, the president of the local radio station that we were working with, who was just awful to try and deal with, he stonewalled that thing until it was just couldn't do it yeah anyway he had a, a son who was a, it's just sad he's a total crackhead ah crack <laughs> and he once came up to me he's like so my son is like listening to all these bands and it's like 
I know you know about them, so I need to ask you a question. This one called Lamb of God, he keeps saying it's a Christian, but I don't think he should be listening to it. I just burst out laughing, like, oh yeah, he's playing you to the hilt. That is amazing, <laughs> and that actually touches on a point that I have <laughs> on. <laughs> involving the satanic panic. Mm. Uh, yes. Oh, satanic panic. You know, that's something that has been in the back of my mind to do an episode on. So I'm glad we'll touch on it tonight because it'll be a reminder to do something full on about <sighs> that sort of thing later. Put it on the list. Look at the list. We have a list of things to do, and we haven't touched on any of them. That's your to-do list? I thought that was things that were done. No. Some of them. Most of them that have been to done have been removed. And, and, and then a okay. bunch of them, like you've texted me multiple ideas, and I still haven't put them on the list, but they got to go on there. There's all. We're going to be here forever, man. We're never going away. Forever. Blue collar yeah. for life. Oh, I came across this uh, <laughs> this like YouTube reel video the other day of Margot Robbie talking on like a British British talk show sort of thing, right? And she was talking about being a goth chick and like liking heavy metal and stuff when she was a kid. And she's like, "Well, I mean, I still love it. I still I still love you know hard music." And the other guest on there was like, "Oh, really? People actually like that? Oh, oh heaven be praised! Like I can't fathom. It's like." <laughs> Do you like monster trucks too? <laughs> and like she just like was talking about being like a like a shy goth girl. <laughs> like you th- like yeah, and, yeah, I, and that, I realized that like, is the, con- con- the that is so where there, the there is yeah so yeah there is this element of when people think of metal like they don't always think like oh dark satanic you know Aussie biting bats you know and and stuff like that sometimes they think like dumb cock rock that you know, is the lowest common denominator thing. Like, oh, you can't, you can't really honestly like that. See, that's what and I thought. And she's just like, no, she's like, I, that's not what it's like. And that's not what the people are like. They're like super nice, you know, people that know like lots about my career and like come up and talk and have intelligent conversations. It's like, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I used to think Metallica was a lot of that, <coughs> that like dummy rock of, oh yeah, I like Metallica. I'm like, oh, congratulations. You're just enough. I don't care. You, you haven't impressed me by saying you like Metallica. But, again, I've grown. I've learned a little bit. <laughs> I still don't care as much for them, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, they're fine. I don't care enough to hate them anymore. <laughs> All right, so we are talking about the Satanic Panic. You had brought them up. You brought up Satanic Panic somehow. I did. That was, uh, that was a response to Devin's experience with the radio show manager's kid oh okay yes. yeah yeah and he was what, how did how did that go again he was listening to lamb of god questioning like, the the musical choices of his son yeah because he didn't didn't understand it and mm-hmm. just assumed that his kid shouldn't be listening to this yeah pretty much that's and then the kid tried to play him by being like no 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 you don't understand it's the christian stuff it's this well, that, is good <laughs> Right, and that's kind of a rebellious yeah. side, right? So you, you look at the, the satanic panic, the point of that was, uh, I think it was like fundamentalist Christians were who had no fucking idea about anything outside of their little box were like, oh, these heavy metal bands, Dungeons and Dragons got pulled into this. These are recruitment tools for satanic cults yep. who are doing all these fucking awful things. And it just fucking snowballed from there. And I think that's part, 
that that is a little bit of the reason that uh, like heavy metal has this like fucking the devil's music sort of thing wrapped around it. The sound of the music itself probably doesn't help it much. I'll give it that. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, even, I understand that. Even so, like you know, right right from the beginning, and I'll separate metal from psychedelic rock or like 50s rock stuff like that just as as a genre like let's start at black sabbath i don't think you can i don't think you can i think uh i think the culture <clears throat> started with the beatles oh yeah okay i think no yeah definitely the yeah the whole fucking uh heavy metal being shit on the way it got shit on started with the Beatles. The Beatles had some tracks that were a little more thrashy than they than they oh, yeah, they like had Helter some. Skelter for instance. It, it wasn't even that. Yeah. It wasn't no. the heaviness of the music. It wasn't even the uh, I, I don't really want to say it wasn't really the content of the music cuz the content of the music did obviously play a little bit of role in uh, some of their controversy among religious groups and whatnot. But what it was, it was a comment that was made. Oh, somebody said, "Oh yeah, we're bigger than Jesus." We're more popular than Jesus. Shit hit the fucking fan when he said that. Like, yeah, the Puritans got really, really upset, by, buttered by that one. Dude, they were protesting shows. They had shows canceled on them. That was the end of their uh, their live concert days was the end of that summer. Their last show, they retired from doing live music. And they were active until like 69, 70 or something like that. Yeah, they basically turned into a studio band. Yeah. And, and they were really successful at it um, because of, I think it was album sales. Well, they blew, they blew off. up. So. <clears throat> yeah. So, you, know, you know, and then in the 70s, you've got Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin that really, like, they leaned into it. They leaned into it. Pretty, pretty hard. You know, you've got Jimmy Page, like, you know, basically doing, buying Aleister Crowley's mansion, <laughs> you know, recording albums there, like having, right. like, kind of like arc archaic druidic you know imagery and stuff and songs then black sabbath doing their thing like starting so off starting off with that you know what is this that stands before me <laughs> like yep. the you know black black uh black shadow at the foot of my bed kind of lyrics yeah like yeah that, the, uh, uh, like what was it the sleep oh, man, paralysis fucking... it's so it's so good because like it just drives everybody up the wall and be like they're saying it out loud they're, <laughs> they're all the things all the things we said they're they're you know they actually got uh, they caught flack because everybody had this idea that Black Sabbath was like super dark and super <coughs> satanic. But the line in that song where he's like, oh, God, help me. Yeah. They caught flack from the metalhead guys who had these ideas about them. And they're like, really? That's not fucking evil enough for it's us. It's not evil that, enough. <laughs> it's like, really? Can't keep anybody happy. But no, there, there was actually You something... honestly can't. <laughs> no, you can't. You gotta stop trying. There's always a gatekeeper in some way. <laughs> so there was something else that happened along the same... Same timeline as the Beatles, uh, more popular than Christ thing that happened. Anton LaVey's Church of Satan, Church of Satan, mm -hmm. Satanic Temple or whatever the fuck. Uh, that happened right around the same time, and shit hit the fan with that as well. So now, I think that uh, a lot of the Christian population got offended. So there's the Church of Satan just decided to take a shit all over organized religion. And then now the Beatles, this band that my children adore, are saying they're more popular than Jesus. Which, from an album sales perspective, is probably fairly accurate. <laughs> I haven't seen any Jesus' albums sell. Like, I'm sorry, but if you compare the Beatles to Jesus, who's got more album sales? 
I, I mean, are we going historically through time? Because that, there was a point in history where this was literally a life or death choice. I know. I know. Oh, I know we're going to get shit off for that one. Assignment. If the wrong person is listening, they're like, that's not funny, Mike. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. So... All right, yeah. the drama queen. Who <laughs> Sorry, is we totally derailed you with that one. <laughs> the, the drama good. queen that is the Satanic Church, like the guy who ran it. He was a bit of a, you know, I don't know what. I don't want to say fairy, but ex, ex, he was ex- very eccentric. I don't know. Eccentric I think is be, a good word for him. Maybe in the time, yeah, yeah. In the time, he was very eccentric. I think now he would be very, very welcome with open arms in today's society. Yeah. So I think he was a little bit ahead of his time in that regard. And I think the fact that he got shit on for being himself in that time probably played a bit of a role in his <coughs> desire to mm-hmm. start the church. So at the same time, the kids in that time are seeing all these things happen. Gears are starting to turn like, oh, fuck, I can form my own opinions. I can live my life the way I want to. I don't have to follow the religion of my parents while my parents are screaming about the Beatles and everybody's freaking out about all this shit. Awesome. So at the, all this time, the 60s was fucking monumental in human, human history. Like, there's wars everywhere, the Cold War, Vietnam, and everything's all going on. There's uh, MK Ultra was still active. Oh which is nuts. So obviously there was a lot of LSD use and a lot of cannabis use. The world is becoming a little bit more free and we're starting to see a lot more fucking hippies. Yeah. Right. Hippies and bikers and fucking just everybody who's just rallying against society (coughs) all around this time. And of course Woodstock where they all got together and we were just like, yeah, this is awesome. Some, some amazing songs came out of Woodstock. American woman. Mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix? That was that was literally played. That's definitely not Jimi Hendrix. Oh, fucking. Who was it? Uh, Jim, no. American Woman is the Who. Ah, yes. Or the Guess Who. The Guess. But either way, it wasn't a planned song. It was just something they started playing on stage. I believe, anyways, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. But maybe I'm not, now that I'm getting looking. It, it could very well have been just one of those things that they just decided to jam out because the vibe was right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that happens. was a great thing. Like going back and listening to Hendrix like live albums is amazing. So you're like, oh, there's a little bit of the song I remember from your album here, but you basically just take that riff and go in odd places with it for 20 minutes <laughs> and then come back and it all sounds amazing. Like it's, and if you listen to a couple different live albums, all of them happen over the course of like three years. Yeah. They're all vastly different from each other. It's crazy. Yeah, they were doing. They were doing. Like when music. when he when people say like he's a guitar genius or guitar god, it's not because he's Steve I or John Petrucci or some virtuoso like that. It's because like he could just feel the vibe and go with it. The claim was that he didn't know a whole hell of a lot of music, <coughs> and he just did what everybody else was doing, which is valid. It's fucking mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Obviously, it worked. You know, so yeah. Yeah, but I mean, just his his ability to create on the top and like just, you know, even playing a riff, like not playing the riff the same way twice throughout the whole song, just like little variances, like yep. like that kind of stuff. And then just being able to do that and all make it work, like that that that's insane. 
Yeah, it takes a very special kind of uh, creative. Otherwise, it would just sound like cacophony. Yep. Yeah, Cream was another band that could, mm. could jam forever. They were a jam band, and uh, fucking yeah, a lot of their songs went on forever. Iron oh, Clapton! There's a, there's another guy that you know, people refer to as like you know Jesus, <laughs> <Clapton>. basically. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah, yep. that's right, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's funny. That's good. And I don't actually know any Clapton music. What? Oh, there was that song he did about cocaine. When you want to get high and you're low on your dime. Cocaine. cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> we showed that to my uh, my buddy's kid brother. Mm-hmm. And he was like six or seven. And he picked up nothing from that song except for but one word. word. cocaine. <laughs> and so if we wanted to, and his mom was very a fundamentalist Christian. So when we wanted to re- like get her upset, he would be like, hey, 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 buddy, hey, buddy. Cocaine. And the kid would be like, cocaine, cocaine, cocaine. <laughs> and he would just start screaming the word cocaine. And it's like, all right, all right, bye. And we'd leave. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so he would just get them going and then just walk away. Ah, uh, 16-year-olds are assholes. <laughs> I didn't do it. Oh, that's a beautiful thing. <laughs> <clears throat> I miss you, Ben. Oh, I miss that guy. Not the Ben that was on the podcast. Different no, ben. different Ben. Different Ben. A buddy of mine who... Uh, That's the problem with three-letter names. Everybody has them. Yeah. John, Ben, Al. Ooh. <laughs> all. Also known as Al. <laughs> There's a few too many L's in that one. <laughs> oh, Could you man. imagine naming your kid Al but, or Al, but too many L's on it? Al, but longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a dummy movie. It's all here. It's Al. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Al. the the thing the thing that got my brain hamster on this wheel was a random memory that came came across me. Uh, was it yesterday or is that Friday? Was a couple days ago. Yeah, a couple days ago. Random memory that I had of this lady at church talking to me about my choices in music and like she was like she was a hand talking and she's like well the problem with the problem with your music is it's it's down here it's the lowest it's the lowest it's bass it's guttural it's like like it's the lowest of the low he's like and the the music i like is country music because that's that hits you at the heart level see the like country music naturally sits at a heart level here. And at church, we sing church music, which is high. But like, you know, heart or higher is is where you have to be at. And <laughs> I just, I remember this whole thing. Well, thinking, what was your response in the moment? Oh, my response in the moment was to... Fuck you, old lady. T- technically to eviscerate her, but it, none of it landed, right? Because like, <laughs> like at, the, at that point, you can talk like, well, lyrical content or what is, you know, what is your, you know, what is... What is subjectively good? What makes you think of like this when there's obviously talent there? Like I could talk at all these levels, but none of that was connecting with her at all. Yep. It was just like, nope, it's, yep. it sounds to me low. And so, and that's why it's satanic. And I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, huh. So her issue wasn't the history. Her issue wasn't the aesthetics or anything like that. It was, for her, it was 
basically it boiled down to it being primal and and catering to the lowest dregs of society in her mind and that's what made it satanic as opposed to other things which existed higher like on you know on this imaginary scale <clears throat> and i've been listening a lot to this religious thinker named jonathan pajot and he talks a lot about um, hierarchies of meaning and how things kind of exist in like a pyramid of value that's a point at the top which is we'll say the hypothetical divine which is a point you can never completely reach right like you can't reach there there is no technical thing that's a measurable point in existence if you can measure it it's something a little bit shy of the ideal so god itself exists at that hypothetical ideal point everything else is an ascending it is an ascending narrowing uh path towards that point but everything existing in there is fine except you know it's as things get more common denominator they go they they're naturally down at the bottom right but potential potential for life starts at the bottom and ascends yeah so it exists in a hierarchy is also uh exists moving towards from the outside to a center so that's why i give the image of a pyramid <clears throat> or or like an upside down cone and so i was thinking about that i'm like okay so that makes sense right because like at the top of a pyramid you can only have a few things that begin to be more and more and more divine and everything at the bottom gets more and more base and so i was like okay so where would i put where would i put my music in that matrix like where where does it hit for me so everybody is going to have different subjective ideas of where these things fit. And that's okay. But at what point does something get truly demonic or truly... I don't, I don't want to say satanic because it brings in images of religious satanic panic, stuff like that. But just like, I'll use satanic as just the idea of the thing that has gone so far. Can we use so the word far, guttural? Guttural? I don't know, primal? No, primal is is, is too. <clears throat> it's uh, primal is a is a starting point. Primal is the beginning. Where, where if you say guttural, it's below primal because it's 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 ascended and then drop below. Or or maybe just chaos, where something like descends into chaos rather than rather than words religious words. Okay, I, I just thought guttural might okay. be better understood. Like, which is I don't know when you think of some <clears throat> some metal bands, just yeah. guttural is just. You hear yeah. the word visceral thrown in there a lot. <clears throat> yeah. So where, where was your, so your understanding and the way that you viewed music was mm -hmm. up far above prime, I assume. Like you were kind of. Well, were, yeah. As far as, as far as viewing metal at that point, I was like, oh, okay. I see. Like it's got more value than being at the bottom of that pyramid. It's not just guttural primal sounds. It has thought to it or it or it even you know acts as a binder you know of people together like you talked earlier today but when you find metalheads in fort st john it's like best friends instant community connection want to start a band <clears throat> right <laughs> want to start a band want to do karate in the garage while listening to slayer yes <laughs> yeah I, I have almost started a band just because i was like oh you like metal too <laughs> right <laughs> like it's it's not that it's like i think there is 
in any genre, you're going to have parts of it that descend down to that bottom. And I don't think it's necessarily about imagery or, you know, or, uh, or content as much as it's, as much as it's how much meaning, how much good is there. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's, there's something about it. It's, it's like modern folk music for outcasts, right? Like this is something that binds people together who otherwise have no home into something that makes them greater than they were. It, it acts as a motivator to move up the pyramid of meaning in a, yeah. in like a spiral way. No. Rather than, rather than casting them down. In, in many ways, I think that it's not determined simply by, um, how do I put this? I don't think it's determined simply by the actual talent, but how you engage with it. Now, the person that you were talking to, they engage with country music in a way that they can't engage with metal. Mm -hmm. And so... But I think that's where almost all music exists at that folk, like almost all music that normal people listen to, like on the radio or albums or stuff like that, exists at that folk music level, you know? Yeah, but <sighs> There's some theory that can be applied to that as well, uh, especially with heavy metal music. So heavy metal music is known for being, it's known for sounding dark. Mm -hmm. It's known for being slow. Uh, if you listen to. Well, a, either slow or hyper aggressive. Or it's, hyper aggressive. Yeah. Sure. And that's just it. When you, when you listen to a piece of music, regardless of what the lyrics are, you can take the lyrics right out of there. What the musical piece, there, there, there'll be a message in that piece <clears throat> itself. Uh, notes that are played in certain orders, can, or even certain scales that are used to pr like produce yeah, a song. Yeah, they, they themselves can evoke emotions in themselves in they're, the order they're, they're in. It tells a story without words. They're designed to. Yeah, is is what I'm saying. It's it's all designed to evoke a certain emotion. So, your music is saying one thing to you on a a totally different level, whereas the message of the song, the lyrics are saying something could be completely contrasting. Like you could have, uh, you could have Christian lyrics to something from Cannibal Corpse, which is always fucking ridiculously fast. It's heavy and it's got those gnarly tones that, where the music is trying to tell you something chaotic. Yeah. You know, but it's using dissonance in a way that invokes meaning, right? Like it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times the <laughs> the lyrics will match up with the, the feeling of the song. Mm -hmm. But like what I'm saying is uh, heavy metal music is known to evoke emotions of darkness and uh, despair just by its very roots. We talked I, about Black I, Sabbath. Yeah, right? I, I, will, I would say, though, that that is, it's easy to say that, and they do, but that only is because there's also contrasting points in it that you know it's like the exceptions prove prove the rule like it's you know that that's a very pigeonhole way to put you know something like music because you can listen to iron maiden and listen to rhyme of the ancient mariner and be taken on a ridiculous journey with like soaring highs you know that like almost make you feel like you're like your soul is flying you know in a little bit you know or or say something like black sabbath where, yeah, there's songs of, of darkness or despair or stuff like that, but there's also, you know, 
moments or elements that are upbeat or or invoke hope or something like that and the the very fact that there's shades give the darkness its its definition right and i mean the the song the song black sabbath was it was a dark feeling <coughs> song is the the origins of doom mm-hmm. one of them uh, from black sabbath that <laughs> black sabbath originates doom in a few different songs but that was that was the original one and if you listen to the song it's not about uh, intent it, it's it's about fear like I think yeah it gives you the opportunity to experience something in, in a short song form it, it gives you an opportunity to experience a piece of art that invokes a real human emotion yes yes yeah like it's you 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 get to analyze like when you entertain something you know entertainment isn't just blind blind deaf dumb you know sitting and zoning out in front of something you are engaging something if you're entertaining it you know enter when you entertain something you you are playing host to an idea in your head engaging with it back and forth taking with it what you what is good and rejecting what you don't like it's like a conversation you have with anybody you know when you're entertaining an idea you're having a internal dialogue with it yep it's a bit of a submission too to the idea itself <coughs> because when you entertain when when you choose to engage with a movie you're allowing the time and at some point you figure out whether or not this piece of entertainment is worth the time that you are committing to it because if i'm listening to a piece of music that i'm like I don't have time for this shit. Like, there's not enough uh, wheat here to, to, to make it worth the chaff that comes mm-hmm. with it. So, yeah, you're engaging yeah. with it and, to that and level. So, and so, in my mind, that stuff that doesn't have enough, it doesn't have enough in it to entertain is what floats down to the bottom of the meaning hierarchy for me. So, in my mind, the most satanic stuff is like watching Rihanna you do umbrella in the super bowl <laughs> you know and you know that's not the song we watched that video together no we didn't no, like to, to me like <laughs> that is like that, the most lower lower lowest common denominator right it's something that's manufactured by some kind of record label if, and if a record label packaged was- and pressed down on you from above it's not something that's organically coming from grassroots and binding people together no it's marketed uh sorry it's marketed (coughs) to envious masses because if you listen to a lot of those songs there's uh there's lots of uh lots of greed lots of uh fucking jeez dude you can go through a list of sins and -hmm. that's what these songs are about yeah, you know. and I don't mind a so- I don't mind music that engages no, in message. you know like, engages in in human things like like sin or like greed or or various things even if they're playing the bad guy in them but it's like is there something there that's meaningful or did you just slap this together in an AI generated <laughs> you know it, like songwriting about, machine it's all about, and look then, at me yeah look at me I got what you want and <clears> you like my music because I got what you want. Mm-hmm. And you can envision yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, and, and this is personal, maybe somebody out there is able to look at that and find something in it. And if so, good for you. But to me, that's what slips at the bottom of the, oh, of that, the hierarchy. That is, in my it's opinion, most pop music, and I'll say most, yeah. is garbage. 
it is it is playing to the lowest denominators of listeners. Like you, it it can be created by a computer. It says nothing some of the time. Some of the time there are some some out there. I don't want to throw it all out, but a lot of it is just there's no value here. What are you getting out of this other than a pretty sound and a half decent vocalist that's been created by a computer as well? The 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 lyrics are are computer generator and the vocals are not genuine. They they aren't. They are hyper engineered. The only engineering we've done on this sound in here is making it as uh, as less echoey as possible. <laughs> like yeah. we've killed this little sound in here, so that you're not getting an echo filled room. That is the extent of the sound. You can get generators that allow you to have a prettier voice. I would go for a lower tone out of me because I sound a little pitchy. I got a little bit of a lisp that you don't notice unless you, until you notice. Until you say it. Fuck! (laughs) Uh, Uh, The the equipment and the engineering that you guys have done in this room makes for easy listening. (laughs) Thank you. I I pride myself on the effort that we put into making this sound as good as it is. And and you should. You you guys have done really well with what you got. But then there's hyper-engineered people that that they've they've made everything sound very pretty. It's very talented sounding, the mute, but it's so over engineered that to the point where there's nothing genuine here. Every mm-hmm. single word has been gone over with a fine tooth comb, By and they've just people. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> yeah. I I I do feel like the modern day pop music. I, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd put it a little further back since the two thousands, probably sooner than that. It has been over-engineered to the point of it being just to the lowest common denominator of how many people can listen to this. Yep. It's uh, marketed to the masses. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that being said, like, to me, pop music in general isn't isn't anathema. Like, for instance, like, I freaking love Prince. You know, like you can't look at you can't look at the talents of Michael Jackson and be like, you know, oh, he's you know computer generated. You can't, you know. but you'd be lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michael Jackson was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and you, you even know. look at him as a as a physical a specimen, a physical specimen. Everyone yeah. thinks back of his talent as a dancer, but you look back at the old video, he was a scrawny dude. Like there was nothing uh, physically impressive about him. He was capable of dancing some very interesting moves. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point where they can take the very fact that he was convicted of some horrible, heinous shit and are like, yeah, but we can separate the artist from the art or the art from the artist. <laughs> yeah, he, he did was, some horrible he, he shit. so good that people in the day of cancel culture are willing to be like, yeah, but Michael Jackson, an exception, guys. <laughs> He's the exception. You could, they are canceling people who have been dead far longer <laughs> For writing for great <laughs> books, and they're like, "Yeah, but Michael Jackson, I know what he did to those boys, but you know, it's it's not that bad. <laughs> Look at the you can't say that's the same thing as the guy who does a thriller. It's it's not there. So I uh, oh, we got Michael. We got Mike launched. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize Mike, Mike mentioning Michael Jackson's name was going to trigger something. Yeah, no, I wasn't oh. even thinking about that either. How does it not? How does it not? he is the king of pop. Yeah, and Fuck he's the yeah. king of you know fucking with little boys <laughs> <laughs> and getting away with and it. getting away with it. And then everybody was like, "It's fine. It's okay. We can listen to Thriller and know that he's getting his thrills right there, and it's okay." 
I gotta it. give us a minute to regroup here. <laughs> We're not even gonna edit this shit. I'm no. just gonna keep going. He fucked with little boys. He had a monkey. He had a pet monkey. How did you make that topic so entertaining? <laughs> Rea- no, society has made that entertaining. The very fact that the every everybody. You know the fucking music. If I put uh, Billie Jean on right now, you'd be like, you'd bob your head to it. Oh, yeah. 100%. You'd know that he was fucking a little boy while writing that song, <laughs> and you'd while be like, like <laughs> still a great track. While writing it. Fuck. <laughs> that might not be true. <laughs> likely not. It's likely not. Very it, likely but not. But it's, it's not zero. It's still possible. I don't know. I think even Michael Jackson had to put hobbies and studio time in two separate (laughs) boxes. boxes. (laughs) It's like separate the artist from the me. (laughs) That's when he got his his rocks off right there. (laughs) Oh, man, where were we? (laughs) Too far. Pop music. (laughs) We were were too far. This is what makes us not marketable and also simultaneously... Uh, a podcast that people love. Somehow. Every every now and then, Mike pulls this kind of shit. Doesn't he, even when the the microphones aren't on, he just <laughs> he just finds a line and knows that you know that you that you react to it, and then he's like, okay, time to ride this pony until it's dead. <laughs> We're not going to cross the line. We're going to jump right the fuck on it. <laughs> yeah, get on the other side, kill the uh, horse I was riding, and then kick it. <laughs> Don't make me fuck that horse. <laughs> Again, right there. I did it again. Oh, totally derailed oh. any trains of thought. All right. <laughs> that is the power of pop music. You can take an artist like Michael Jackson. No, and that's that's the power of being good at something. He was yeah, talented. That's he, he, he was. was talented. Well, that being said, because believe me, R. Kelly ain't getting that same treatment. Oh, he he's pretty close. He's pretty close. <laughs> He wasn't popular enough. No. No, he's going to jail. Yeah, that's right. He is going to jail. Good for him. Good for Good him. Good for him. That's Fuck right. yeah. That's an Congratulations, society. You put R. Kelly away. You needed video evidence to do it, but you know. And all he did was pee on someone. <sighs> no, okay. There was more, there was more <laughs> than there, that. There was <laughs> way more than that. <laughs> I've oh, done. Man. I peed on people. <clears throat> Just kidding. Yeah. It's a joke. Like from the top of buildings, sure, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who hasn't? <laughs> oh man, trying to get back on track. Okay. Anyway, bringing up bringing up decent pop music though is just my way of, of saying I'm not trying to reify my particular favorite genre of music as the be all end all because it's not. Even in my mind, it doesn't exist at the top of <laughs> top of the pyramid. But I, th- uh, I think it's a very broad pyramid. <clears throat> I'm, I'm sorry, but that the tippity top is it's impossible for human mind to. Well, fathom. exactly. It's it is impossible to exist at that ideal of the top of the hierarchy by the very fact that music itself is an embodied art form, yeah. right? Because in everything about music is something that is moving through the human mind, which is moving through instruments of wood and you know like a. You know, animal strings or pieces of metal that have been, you know, strung out to, to, you know, to the point where you can twang it. Everything about it is subject to a little bit of imperfection, which is what kind of makes it amazing. But that that I love it because it always gives room to go higher. You see, that's where I I, I often <coughs> saw metal was I, I saw it as a pinnacle art. I really did. I I kind of put it very high on the 
artistic scale because as as well as you could play how fast could you play it how loud mm-hmm. that was metal how how well can you play the drums how technically well because you listen to bands like haste today they're drumming as much as they weren't super thrash metal like super hardcore in a lot of ways their drumming was crisp like just very tight consistent and very good uh and and so i was i listened to stuff like that and i'm like okay this is very good but how fast can you do it and then you get into other bands that that do it even better and then vocally when you're singing when you can't sing anymore what do you do you scream and so you get into these metal bands that are doing screaming and then they're getting artistic and they're able to do it for years upon years upon years because screaming is hard on the vocals if you're doing it improperly. And we got bands out there that are doing it at a pitch, at a tone that you would think is uh, unsustainable. Well, yeah, I mean, we figured out how to move it from just hoarse yelling through your vocal cords into actual techniques. Back into pig that, squealing. You know, produce that produce sound without damaging yourself. Like, it's like, it's like really aggressive throat singing. Yeah. Which, you know, which is a you know, amazing. Uh, Mongoli- like listening, Mongolian and also. Uh, yeah. Like listening to, to like Native American throat singing or Mongolian throat singing and stuff like that. It's amazing. Yeah. And then you realize like, oh, they're using those same techniques to produce like extreme metal vocals. Like, again, it's a, it's another form yeah, but of a, but a, a, a folk, you know, a folk innovation. But a good country and a good <clears> pop <throat> singer are dime a dozen. You can get some great singers that are out there that they're not, it's not hard to do for them. This is, they, they grew up in church. They grew up around music and, and all these art, uh, there's one thing that artists do that I really hate is the, I've been singing since I was a child. Everyone fucking was. Stop saying that. It's like the, oh, I was born to be an artist because I drew so much as a child. Everybody does. I hate that thing. <laughs> Show me a child that didn't didn't yeah. draw and didn't sing. That's a psychopath, and you got to watch that kid. <laughs> but uh, pop singers, country singers, as much I love country. I'm a country fan, uh, and I also like metal and a bunch a couple other genres. But that's my go-to. Those are a dime. A, country and pop are kind of a dime a dozen. You want a half decent singer that doesn't look ugly? Well, I will say at this point though, like metal is a diamond doesn't do. Like yeah, it's kind of there. There is such a glut of various people that have access to to being able to produce music. I mean, we have one sitting in in our in our studio yeah. with us. Yeah, with Dustin. Yeah, with see, his, anybody can do it. Anybody. <laughs> Actually, you are. I love I love your guitar playing. It's it's very very good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're working on uh, Devin's intro music right now, and you guys are really hamming through some things that are. Uh, from what I'm told, they're quite interesting. They'll be quite good. They're very different. I'm very, very excited. Different. It's uh, the uh, the original idea. I hit a I hit a fucking brick wall with it. Devin came over, and we hashed out a few ideas, and eventually, <coughs> uh, I, I played something that was supposed to go with what I had already, and he's like, "Wait, no, that needs to be its own thing." I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so new project. Talking, you guys yeah. were talking something about writing a song. It's like we got to write song. <laughs> I'm excited to hear it. I really, really am. But yeah, as much as at the time when when I was coming into metal music, metal was the pinnacle. 
Yeah. Whatever you could do, think, you which, couldn't go which, as hard as you could with metal. I, and I would have said the exact same thing, like at the at the time, like as teenage Devin would have said the exact same thing, like no, this is the pinnacle, <laughs> you know, of this is the pinnacle, not the base. Like the, the, you can't get any better than this. Now I, I view it a little differently. Like, well, well, I see country personally as a, a subtle art. It's the art of of good country, good, good country, good country. Good Chris Stapleton. Come most on. most modern country is just pop with an acoustic guitar let's be honest <laughs> that, it even has like the the typical clap track bullshit yeah <laughs> that's why i yeah, like chris stapleton yeah like guys like guys like that that kind of have this retro this retro country country thing going yeah. it's awesome like i love i love 90s and 80s country yeah yeah good country paints a very vivid picture in yeah. your mind yeah with every every line that they that they write that they sing uh, as does good folk music. Yeah, exactly. We keep we keep thing. coming back to that that word folk music, like all the like all the good music, like blues, jazz, country, metal, Blue, bluegrass, bluegrass, oh. all the like all this stuff that kind of like really hits you in the feels if you, if that's kind of your jam. Because, like, I mean, it all plays to certain, sub, like, subsets of society. But the stuff that reaches a group of people, hits them in the feels, binds them together, and elevates them. Like, they, it, you, it, it's a unifying force. It's a driving force. You can use it to, to bring, you know, make fame or, or start a scene and all these things. Like, that's folk music. I've got, Regardless of what you call it, it's folk. I've got an interest. And that's what hits you at the heart. I've got an interesting thing. Does that okay? Does that tap back to our uh, ancestral evolutionary experience of campfire music? Mm-hmm. It's the strings. It's the campfire. It's the crackling. The the the, the drama. Like, like the drum. Yeah, you sit there and you the pound the pound the the, the dirt on the wood there's, there's, and clap there's to something, the beat. Uh, something buried deep within every human being about rhythm, drum beat. And fire. Yeah. It's something very tribal. Yeah. I, exactly. I was listening to this one guy, Brandon Hart, and he did this tr- this album called Campfire Tracks, and or Campfire something. Anyways, it was just a bunch of acoustic songs with one of those box drums, and it was just, it was fun. It was raw. It wasn't, it wasn't overproduced, and it was just a good listen. And the guy's like, I smoke too many cigarettes. I drink too much alcohol. And I'm like, yeah. And it had this, this rasp to it that I'm like... You sound like you've been screaming all day. <laughs> I love it. Good old natural. Oh, it's a good Natural track. vocal distortion brought to you by Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's oh, right. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you know, it's as much as we've done some judging here of like, you know, like pop music, but like all music has in general, like all popular genres have in general that common binding thing. And like, like how dare you, take one out and throw it at the bottom of your hierarchy and then make somebody feel guilty for that. Yeah. Like that's a bullshit thing to okay. do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I honestly think the person you, I've been waiting to say this for a while now, the person you were speaking to there was having a bad faith argument. At yeah, no it's point, a bad faith thing to do. <laughs> You're not. At no point were they having a discussion where they're actually going to take whatever you said. There was nothing you could have said that would have added to the conversation. They had their opinion. They just wanted to let you know. I know, and, but that's, and it, it, that's a that was f- that was a memory and a touchstone of a generaler thing of people gatekeeping, you know, or looking down on others for 
the tribe they belong to. And, yeah. and really that's it. It's the tribe you belong to. Like there's a, there's a sound, there's a, there's a style of music. That's a thing that kind of defines your tribe, man. And it's a, it's an us versus you, you know, you're lesser than us. Like it's, with that you being know. said, I, I experienced the same thing, but not on that same level. It's the, you claim to be part of this tribe, but how do you like that music? And yeah. That, that you, was, oh, it was heaven, like, heaven forbid you blend tribes. Why, why do you listen to metal? What is it about metal that it's so dark? It's so, thin, and it was, it wasn't even a, a cultural thing. It was like a, that's evil, obviously. Yeah. You, you know, it's evil. And I'm like, no, this is the greatest of music. And I look back on those experiences of having these conversations with people that I actually admired, but their music was, or their view on my music was just wrong or uninspired or just uh, ignorant. The, the energy of your music differs from the energy of my music. Therefore you yeah. are wrong. Yeah. But I mean, sometimes there's good, there's good reason for that. Uh, you know, we, we talked a little bit about that metal show that we wanted to do way back in the day yep. and how the, you know, the president of the local, of the local station, station was kind of a douche, douche nozzle. <laughs> but the lady, the older lady that was working with me for it, encouraging me through this whole thing, she was such a gem. Like she, you know, when this whole thing came up, she made it her point to try her best to understand what I was doing. Like she wound up watching like some like heavy metal documentaries. Like oh, there's this one called Headbangers Ball. Yeah. From, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the mid 2000s where this guy just, he went and documented like, concerts and went through the history of metal and, and what it's like all around the world. And the one thing that she came back and said, like, okay, I get it now. Like it was a part of that documentary where they went to Israel to talk to people there that were going to a Nile concert. Um, and one of the, the fans and one of the, just the random people with way too long hair, shaggy clothes and tattoos in the audience that this guy was inter interviewing Keep going. <laughs> was talking about, the Slayer song, Angel of Death. And he's like, dude, the metalheads here in in Israel... Don't piss on anyone on your way to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the metalheads here in Israel, we connect so much with that song, Angel of Death, because it's the only thing we've ever heard of that properly helps us understand how to feel about the Holocaust. Like hearing Tom Ayara scream and talk about the angel of death, this, this Nazi overlord who went in and systemically murdered and tested and tortured our people. It's like, what, what do you, what kind of music do you propose to help us feel that emotion? What kind of music do you propose we listen to as opposed to that, to, you know, to feel about this element of humanity that is brother against brother. Can we try to rewrite Angel of Death as like gospel? Oh man, I think you see I how think, that fucking pans out. <clears throat> I think it would work really, really well as a, maybe a blues song with a touch of southern gospel in it. That would be super interesting, just to see how just, just to see how the energy change would change people's opinion of it. Yeah, it might. Yeah. But yeah, you know, it was amazing. Sorry, that was a <laughs> totally fucking, I apologize. I, lo that I was... love that rabbit. <laughs> I love that rabbit trail. Yeah. But that was the thing. Like this lady came back to me and she's like, okay, I'm all in and helping you do this thing because I understand, I understand the vibe now or what, what this thing that seems to me dark and guttural can be 
of its like without trying to justify it. Yeah, and so like right there, it was like the, this whole thing went from the bottom of a hierarchy value higher up because she saw the value in how this emotion of anger and despair could be used in a way that binds people together and provides hope or at least a sense of order out of something that is senseless. <clears throat> we were just talking about how Slayer's song Angel of Death is about uh, one of the main perpetrators of of pain in the Holocaust and how metalheads in Israel connect with that as like the 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 song or the the energy that makes the most sense for them to understand how to feel about the Holocaust. Yeah. And th that was the thing that brought that lady on onto my side was seeing that interview. You see <clears throat> about a slayer but, but, song but of all things. Uh, yeah, a band that <laughs> I respect uh, the open-mindedness of that. that that's that, that's really she that's was impressive. such an amazing lady. She didn't like me. She was a total hippie, though. <laughs> yeah, she didn't. She didn't like you. <laughs> that's true. That's true, and I'm fine with that. I'm. <laughs> I, I am. I'm far more gracious. I get it now. The older I get, I'm like, damn, yeah, I get it. I think she would actually really, really enjoy spending time with you, but she didn't know what to make of you as somebody who to be she a part me, of the radio team. She told me to do something, and she didn't tell me why. She's like, just do it this way. I'm like, but, but why? Like, it doesn't sound as good. And I'm all about sound. If it doesn't sound good, I'm, I'm like, no, this is, sounds better. If you were to say, hey, legally, we need to do it this way in order to do I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. I don't agree with that, but... Okay, I understand. Yeah, when you're doing the call sign for a radio station, yeah. like it has to, it has to be the way is legally given to the to the government. Yes, which is freaking crazy. There's actually a, a specified amount of time that passes between each time that you announce your call sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that until yeah. a little while ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> wow, that <laughs> fucking makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you can't. Just so well, you can't know this is the Blue Collar Philosophers podcast. <laughs> Could you imagine saying that? Like, oh, thank every God! Five Can you do that minutes? again? Yeah. Thank God for for oh, the internet and fuck. Podbean and. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you. <sighs> None of us need to pretend to be professional at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank our sponsor today, Water. Water. Drink it or die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll pee either way, but eventually it'll hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, that was your hurting pee. Oh my gosh, yeah. After I did that chip, it all the capsation went into my urine. Oh, like, dude. You know, people talk about like the the spicy poops. I didn't get that. It never made it to it. It never it made never it to made the made back it to the end. Rectum. But man, the, the the tip of my penis was burning like my mouth was when I <laughs> ate that damn chip. No. <laughs> Oh! Like every every time I pissed that for that whole night, horrible. <clears throat> Dude, that's that was that was worse. That was by far worse than the, than the initial eating of the so chip. Do you recommend? I know the answer. Oh no, I don't recommend you should do it. Dude. Am I going to do something like it again? Probably. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Are you going to do the gummy? I don't know if I'm going to do the gummy or if I'm going to do something else. He's got a gum. Okay, you, you've heard of the One Chip Challenge? You saw yep. the videos and everything? I, I didn't see the videos, but I, I was listening to the, to the podcast. And, yeah. yeah uh, so we've got a, a little gummy. gummy called the Little Nitro, which is a tiny little gummy bear that has a number of various peppers all distilled down to just their capsation. And then they made, they, they just made a jelly out of it. It sounds like hell. 
That sounds like hell. It's it's supposed to be hotter than the chip is, and you're supposed to suck on it for a minute before chewing and swallowing. What? Yeah. Still sounds like hell. Like I <clears throat> I didn't bl- I had a hard time believing in hell until you thought about the chip. You're <laughs> and like, then I thought oh, about the chill on my chip, and I'm like, oh, this this is what hell. This is what hell is eternally <laughs> pissing pissing capsation through the tip of your dick. <laughs> you want to go to heaven yet? Thinking about it. <laughs> We're gonna convert people via 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 help us help us. <laughs> that oh, is a mission I would help is... out on. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that <laughs> might be a little sadistic. That has that has to be a YouTube series. <laughs> yeah. Just make people eat really stupid hot chips and oh. imagine. Okay, hell is worse. Just not much, not much, but it's there. <laughs> you want to sign up, <laughs> or do you want this to continue? Like <laughs> <laughs> you'll get milk after. <laughs> Oh man, but I can't deny how high I got. Oh yeah, the, like, that was insane. I've never seen anybody be like, "I'm bored. I want more." That's a thing. That is a thing. You can enter a, a psychedelic state just on fucking uh, capsaicin. Like if you have enough of that. Heat. De- Devin was I there. Couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It's freaking awesome. That pain will send you to the moon. Devin was there, man. I've never seen him like that. Like, okay, I want more. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I was like, like I was like licking was like, the inside of the packet. Oh yeah, trying to get more. <laughs> he's like, oh, there's one more piece, and he wouldn't even share it. He was like, no, this is for me. And then he's like, oh, half my face is on fire. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. So, I want to get back to the metal thing really quick. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Where does it land on the hierarchy of art? Oh, for me, it 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 lands. At a number of different places in it, <laughs> yeah. is that you know at the same time like the genre itself, it's it's hard to play something so vast. Yeah. But the parts of it that I enjoy, it sits at the mid to higher level. Like yep. it, or and, and there's also parts that I enjoy that are lower. <laughs> there's also parts that I enjoy that are more primal that and are carnal and just that are more carnal. You know, like it's. You know, so it exists at various places in it, but I don't view as any of it any of it as bad. Even the stuff that is further to the outside, you know, from the target, like the yeah. Bible describes sin as being off center. So the further off center is the more in sin you are, or the more in sin something is. Even to that degree, something that exists at the edge of the border between order and chaos is the place where potential enters order otherwise order would stagnate yeah so when something is right on that bleeding edge there is where the potential for new things to happen is like for instance even jesus himself existing happened with a young girl who had no place or status in society becoming pregnant out of wedlock she should have been stoned and killed Yep. For being a sinful heretic, as per the law, that's the way God chose to enter human history in, in carnal form. Was on the was he on the edge of sin? Was he, was right. It's right at the edge. You know, even look to the the story of Jericho come crumbling down. Yeah, the spies that went in <laughs> into the city to go check it out and see what was going on. Where did they enter and where did they stay? Where did they house themselves? 
in a brothel on the edge of the city on the wall. You know, they didn't go to the center. They didn't go to the reputable places. They went in and entered into that system from the outside, from the most disreputable place. That is the place where God chose to begin his work. Yeah. So to me, to me, metal, I guess in a way, represents the bleeding edge between between chaos and order and potential for creativity and for meaning. And so even though it is on that bleeding edge, that's where it exists horizontally. Elevated-wise, with this three-dimensional pyramid, it ascends. It, it's, its trajectory is to bind further together and to get better and to be more passionate and and all those things, it's not trying to push down. It's trying to push up, but yep. it exists at that edge of chaos and order. So that's where it sits for me. If I'm going to think of it in a high fidelity matrix. Yeah. I, I, I can't think of a better way to put it than, uh, than that because well, fucking you sound high as fuck. Yeah, I if, if, you, if you're taking, you're taking, <laughs> I a, haven't had any capsation today. You've had no capsation, but if you're going to like my base level, your, your 30,000 <laughs> foot view of it is, is so, uh, precise that I'm like, Oh, all right. Yeah. I hear what you're saying on every level that I can't, I can't discredit while simultaneously I get the carnal. I get sometimes you listen to a great album and then it just has that one track that's the sludgiest fuck and you're like, oh, yeah, this I know. Is, and it just, this it is just so sends, dirty. It, I love it. <laughs> you know, it just triggers this like really physical primal reaction, which I think is something that maybe religious people like react to viscerally, but at the same time, like, it's good shit. <laughs> you got to embrace it. You got to be like, hey, you got to take it with it. That's all. How about you? Well, I know how it makes me feel, and it's very grounded, Uh, especially when I'm playing or, like, writing. I've got a creative antenna out there fucking playing my guitar, and I come across something that's uh, maybe resonates with me in the moment, and I I, I feel very centered when I'm jamming on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll woodshed and play it for fucking ever until I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) But record it, come back to it later, fucking, it's just awesome again. Uh, Listening back, it's, uh, I think I'd be lying if I said I don't use the energy of metal to, as a sort of escapism. I think a lot of people do that with music. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's not unique to metal. No. No, not no. at all. Like you get people will use anything. They'll use uh, art. They will use. Uh, heck, their phone is again primitive. Just something to distract me. People will use something far less creative. <clears throat> to to help them escape reality. Absolutely. I mean. And or escape escape what they're going through, and yeah, for for you to use meditation. it in a creative sense is like, yeah, I, I it's not unique. While simultaneously, it's great. It's something. Absolutely. So yeah. So what exists at the bottom of the hierarchy for you guys? Bottom. Yeah. Pop. Uninspired, just <coughs> dribble. 
Like yeah, I'm, I'm talking the flowers, like the new, the new Taylor or uh, Miley Cyrus shit. Anything Taylor Swift, like it's just pop. It's just not. It's Rihanna. There, there are some artists out there that are doing pop music that it's good. It's fine. They're, it's, they're they are excited about it. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff out there that they have sucked the corporate dick, and it's just uninspired money music sound for the sake of sound yeah that's uh that's how i feel with uh a lot of uh newer uh ultra popular fucking hip-hop music and whatnot yeah it's very uninspired just look at look at what i've got yeah and not a whole hell of a lot much more than that you showed me a song Devin showed me a song the other day did he show it to you it's no, like I don't think I did. Oh. oh no, maybe I did. What it was the the, the one was that? that uh the song that was like half half rock or hip hop and then turns into straight turns into a, a straight metalcore song. Oh, oh okay. we'll we'll look at it after. <laughs> Do you want to look at it now? No, no, no. I just want to find out the name of it since we're calling it out here. There is this guy who starts and it sounds uh, it reminded me of Tom McDonald. Uh The band is called Cal- Falling Falling in Reverse. Falling in Reverse. Yeah, the song is Watch the World Burn. I was listening to it. I sent it to you. I'm like, like, what genre is this song? And it Answer, started with yes. a rap. And I'm like, <clears throat> it started as a rap. It started, and then it got a little more hip hop. Then it got a little bit more rock. And then it got to metal. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I was like, this can't be real. And it was so phenomenal. I'm like, I really enjoyed that. and hated it simultaneously. I'm like, I don't like being confused by my music. <laughs> That's the thing. It made me confused. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm interested in hearing this song. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. It started. It started with like kind of like really sort of aggressive modern hip hop, and then it brought in some symphonic elements while he's doing his thing, and then went to like this blistering fast part. Yeah, like and violent. Then, and then for violent like violent rap. Yeah, and then like just break for a second, and then it was like Bohemian Rhapsody, and then go straight into power metal, and then does a hard turn into like deathy metalcore. It's, it was fucking nice. great. At no point is there a chorus. I've never enjoyed or a discernible you, verse or riff. I've like, never. There's, <laughs> there's nothing that tied the thing together, but somehow it worked. I it confused me. It. I, mean, I haven't enjoyed a song that much in a while. Like, like just, one that just got me excited. Yeah, to like, like catching I, catching something out of nowhere. I want to hear. I want to hear what's next. You you get excited for what's happening next in a in a song. Congratulations, guys. That was, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I've never been surprised by music. It's been a while where a song has surprised me. So, um, I mean, I'm not, I, I, this is the thing though. I don't know if it's good or not. It's just surprising and exciting to see all these genres mished together, yeah. you know, into this one really slick package. Yeah. That's a fucking cool idea. Right? I liked it. It was really good. I'm like, yeah. I, I have to call it super metal. Or uh, what did I call it? Super metal? Super metal. Yeah. Yeah. I think I texted him like super metal. It has to be super metal because it just has everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, called it yes. Yes. I, it's I, all I, the things. More, please. <laughs> um, all right. So that was the question. What exists at the base of the pyramid for you guys? Yeah. yeah. What, what about you? What, what about for you? Oh, for me, it's very much the same thing. Like the corporate dick sort of stuff. Um, anything AI generated, like if it doesn't come out of a human mind or if it's something that comes out of an algorithm or a we know this will sell, to me, 
that is really anti-human. It's really anti-creativity. And yeah. and to me that that is the the pinnacle of what I think of as satanic. Like I'll listen to Slayer all day long and love the shit out of it. As a Christian, even the like the, the album God Hates Us All, some good shit on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but At listening least they're engaging listening. with something bigger than themselves. That's the th- that yeah. is the thing about that kind of that kind of album, even though it, it may disagree with a lot of your values. Yeah. It's engaging with something bigger than itself. Yeah. But to me, you know, something that is the corporate dick sucker stuff, it just, it just falls completely flat. It's just, it's vapid. It's devoid of any, it's devoid of any kernel of truth or joy that could even be blown into a flame. Yeah. If it's just dead on arrival, like to me, that's what exists at, you know, the the bottom of the hierarchy or even outside into just pure chaos. Yeah. And the the ultimate bit of that I would probably say is AI generated music. Like if it's something that a computer comes up with on its own of just cycling through all the things that humanity has already done, that is not going to produce that is not going to produce Black Sabbath. No. Because Black Sabbath came from overcoming a problem. Guy had two of his Fingers, you know, cut off in a in a in a uh, a metal a metal work you know accident at a factory he worked at. So he made himself prosthetic tips, and then realized he couldn't play normal chords because it hurt. So he adjusted his grip to play certain chords and detuned his guitar because it was easier on his fingers that still hurt from the accident. Thus, the sound of of heavy metal how was did born. i not know that yeah that's where the sound that's where the detune that's where those those minor the drop pentonic, and all that yeah. stuff yeah you know like huh. ai isn't going to come up with that ai isn't going to spontaneously produce bohemian rhapsody which everybody in their mind said don't do this do not release this this is the bad idea this is the end of your career oh yeah and for the mo- most part those people were right <laughs> you know for a certain amount of time until it caught on but like the human mind the human mind to say no i'm going to do this regardless of whether it makes sense or if it's ever been done before it doesn't exist there okay where does edm fall into all this shit <sighs> see edm takes a certain level of conscientiousness to be like, okay, what do I actually like? What's unique? It does take some talent. It's not corporate. I, I will say that to, to me, it it is further down and further to the edge of the structure, but there is something there that binds people together. There is something there that you can go to an EDM concert. You dance can engage with, your, with. Dance with your friends and have a, a modicum of joy. It's the manufacturing I, process is a little bit different. It's based on the vibe of the party, not the vibe of yeah, the exactly. Audience. Like if you're a good DJ, you're doing live performance art and you're feeling out and improvising on the fly. Even if you're working with samples or electronic sounds, you are doing something creative. So for that, I'll give it that. Yeah, I still don't like <clears> it. <throat> Yeah, we don't, that's the thing with all the musics that we we may have mentioned. I don't have to like every single one of oh, them. No, to be not like, at all. Oh no, oh there 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 is something there for some of them, and I know we've only we haven't touched on jazz, we haven't touched on scat, we haven't gone on to. I mean, to me, that all exists on that level of folk. Yeah, where it's something that, at a time, the dregs of society, you know, collected around and it elevated them. Yeah, 
So th- there's there's so too many out there. Here's the other about. the other question, the flip side of the coin. What exists at the high end? Like what exists that Ooh. you you see as elevated beyond folk music into something that you reach for but don't live at? Uh, I think it has to go with instrumental. Like I'm talking, the, some of the guys that are out there that they, they're like, there are no words that I can put to this. I'm uninspired. I cannot think of something to match the sounds that I'm creating. So allow the person to engage with the sound itself, not the words. Because a lot of people, we need to engage with the words. But when you're engaging with the sound, it allows a certain opening and a certain certain. Um, elevated understanding of music or even a a primal something beyond yourself that you can't understand to engage with it and that's where instrumental music can be quite good but it actually has to be human like not 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 a computer Mm -hmm. i'm I'm talking uh, mozart Classical music, Cla- like some of the cl- like Beethoven, okay. like that that stuff that has nothing to it, but it, you're listening to it and it invokes a feeling that you don't even understand. Not all classical. I think there's a lot of artists out there that do instrumental work that's that's not at that level. But yeah, there's something to be said for the classics. I hate to give that due. <laughs> I don't want to, but at the same time, like man, when you think of something that surpasses and and, and speaks to all people without saying anything. You don't have to be confused by it. You're just listening. You're engaging. What do you? What's What's your view on that? I, for the most part, agree. Like I've a lot of a lot of the music I listen to has, uh, either long instrumental passages or just outright songs or pieces of music that have no vocals. Yeah. Like that's, you know, in in a lot of the various prog metal or things like that. Like that's commonplace. Or like you know, really fancy, intricate and you know, and, and well done acoustic pieces where somebody's just like jamming on their acoustic guitar, you know, doing, doing uh, you know, pull offs and and tapping the acoustic guitar to make a drum beat, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Like I don't see that as higher. Like that that just exists at that folk level with no words. Yeah. Like for me though, it's not instrumental that sits at the higher end it's it's music that isn't designed to isn't designed to engage i guess that that primal activity that 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 i enjoy so much but something that calls me higher to reach for a little bit more like and stuff that is specifically specifically designed to point to the heavens yeah that is something that I see as the top of the pinnacle and not something that I really enjoy listening to. Like it's not, I won't just put it on at work. Like it just, I just can't, (laughs) but like listening to Gregorian chant or Byzantine music, music, or, you know, things like, things like that, that was designed by monks to, to be worship and to only be reserved for that time and space. Like to me, that's that's the closest thing that I enjoy personally. On the few times that I do engage with it, that yeah. gives me that feeling of something that is 
over my head, over my heart. It has to condescend to me to get rather than me, you know, so having you, it you, right at. But you have to ascend to it. I have to it. ascend to it to, to get to that place where it means something. There's something, something to be said about music with a level of theatrics that has a build, that has an ebb and flow and just. There, there well, are that, or like even even just the the chanting the chanting part of it, right? Like this this repetition of prayer, you know, in a in a, in a monotone way that induces almost a trance like state. Yeah, I've got I got becoming the archetype stuck in my head right now. <laughs> some some of their tracks are just yeah transcendent, but, man. But doing that without without including the folk in it, like when it's just exists on its own. Because like there's tons of stuff I listen to that mixes higher types of music in with the lower. Yeah. And like that's awesome. But that's it condescending down rather than ascending to it. Yeah. So I think it's well the, 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 the pure the pure form. But that's is, the thing that's the thing with some of the classical <clears throat> tracks is that they are condescending. They are above us and we need to ascend to them in order to understand them yeah. as deeply. And so I think that's what that makes being, them that what they are. That being said, like modern worship music in churches now <sighs> is, to me, it's lower. <laughs> like that isn't <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. Jesus is my boyfriend pop songs that you listen to at at church is not what I'm talking about. And if you, if that's what, if that's what helps you get there, awesome. Good for you. <laughs> this is for me. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm punching down a little bit on it, but yeah, come on. <laughs> Depends on where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What, what is what is your uh, pinnacle? Oh, that is a tough one. Right? I, I really, really like uh, what both you guys had to say about instrumental music. You're, you're totally right. Uh, I think instrumental music, you don't write instrumental music without imagination. So you can... We touched on this a couple of times tonight, actually where uh, a certain piece of music can be designed to evoke certain emotions and paint, even tell a story. Like, there's quite a few pieces throughout history that li- just listening to the, uh, to the notes that they're playing, the order that they're playing them, they, they can take you running through a forest or soaring through the clouds or, like, you know, relaxing in a fucking field. And I think that's a, a very special thing to be able to do musically, just music. And it takes, it fucking takes brain power to, to actually feel that. Because if you're listening to it passively while you're at work drywalling or fucking, I don't know, Drywalling. Oh man. Drywalling. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I'm listening to a song at work and then I stop and pause it and save it for when I get home because I'm not appreciating it hard enough. Exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't deserve it in that moment. Exactly. So I listen to rap and hip hop when I'm at work <laughs> and, and podcasts because you can listen to all that shit passively. Yeah, and it just it's fucking like, yeah. works. But instrumental music, if you want to get something from it, you have to pay attention. You have to be yeah. actively yeah, it, he- like it, feeling it. It, it, de- right? it demands you engage. It demands attention. It, yeah, it demands your attention, and it, it demands you engage with something in an intellectual way that's deeper than words. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, you're essentially you're having a conversation without using language. Yeah, and it could be a conversation with somebody fucking 500 years ago. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Just 
being or using the piece to get into the mindset or try to get into the mindset of somebody else. Yeah. I think that's a pretty, pretty special thing. Oh, man, I got Becoming the Archetype just stuck in my head right now. I don't remember which song it was, though. <laughs> Has to be off one of their first couple of uh, albums. I, I wish I could read your mind, but I can't. So. <laughs> uh, after, I don't want to sit here and go. Oh my gosh! All right, we should wrap up. This is probably good for now. I think we, we yeah. hit a happy a happy place to to wrap up. I, I really do. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think of anything. Thanks for everyone for listening. It was a lot of fun. Uh, look forward to making another episode with. Uh, with the year that we have coming so all right well cheers guys cheers Cheers. thank you for coming on dustin uh do you have anything to plug (laughs) i just playing up the you know everyone else does it anyways uh god bless don't be a dick Music has been brought to us by Kurt the Riffer Wells at Liquid State Audio. He's a guitarist, producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from the Blue Collar Philosophers.